Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to... uh the podcast blog talk radio heavy places. I am your host, Jameer. Hopefully everyone's doing well this evening. Thank you. Thanks everyone for tuning in who are watching later. Let me go ahead and open up in prayer. Uh Father Anointed Blog Talk Podcast. Directing Father so that, um that your people will be led by your Holy Spirit, Father. And uh they be guided and directed in your word and your promises. We ask these things, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I'd like to thank everyone for, again, tuning in this evening. Um, and this evening I want to ask, actually answer, um, actually before we get to the podcast, I want to uh, send out a quick reminder. Don't forget, I still have a few books left. If you want to post, I mean, not po- uh, post, I'm sorry. If you want a free book, Manifest Destiny to Capital or Wisdom, you can uh, send me an email at drmerejay, D-R-M-E-R-E-J-A-Y at gmail.com. That's D-R-M-E-R-E-J-A-Y at gmail.com. And you can also visit my website, which is my first name, J-A-M-E-R-E dot O-R-G. And there's a form out there you can fill out, and you'll receive a free book in the mail. It may take a couple of weeks for you to get it, um, uh, but it'd be free to you. So it has blessed many people, but it's blessed me. So um, if you're interested in it, it's yours. Okay. So today on the podcast, I want to answer these following questions. Um, and these questions are kind of all sort of related. If you've seen the little blur for the subject, but it's um, why am I here? What is my purpose? Why was I born? What is the meaning to life? What is my calling? You know, um, these are and these questions are all kind of similar, similarly related. Um, now, you can get real specific in some of those questions, but we're not going to get really, really specific in those. Or we just kind of kind of stay general because all of them are kind of, you're basically asking God, uh, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Um, uh, okay. And I have several scriptures I want to share for you. Um, so, again, even though those are the questions that I gave, these are not questions that I'm not going to be necessarily answering for you directly, but uh, I believe indirectly, because I believe they will point you in the, my answers or point you in the direction that you, you should go in terms of finding the answer for yourself. Um, and that's, that's when... Uh, the Holy Spirit, that's always his desire for us to find him for 
for us to find him for ourselves. That's why he sent Jesus Christ, you know, so we can know him individually, so not so that we can go through a pastor, a priest, or some other spiritual leader, or a friend and family member. I mean, they're good to start off with. But ultimately, our goal is to, to receive direction from our Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit um, that they are, they are leading us to, to the Father, for ourselves, for ourselves. Nothing wrong with hearing the information from Revelation from anyone else, but we must always confirm it with the Word and the Holy Spirit. Um, so, uh, basically, I say all that is basically, if I wanted to kind of sum, summarize that, um, it's basically allowing the Holy Spirit to uh, lead us and guide us and direct our path. Um, one one story I like to share before I get in really really deep into it is uh, I was on a uh, going to a Christian conference in Birmingham, Alabama, a, a city that's not very big, but I've never been there before. But it's a large enough metropolitan area, and I had a van full of uh, students. I was a student myself in college. And I was dropping them off of his door at lunchtime, and everyone wanted to go somewhere different. The first stop I made was uh, Burger King. So somebody wanted to go to Burger King, so I dropped them off. Somebody wanted to go to Popeye's. Somebody wanted to go to McDonald's. It was all different type of restaurants. I think it was about maybe like 12 to 15 people in the van. And after I dropped off everyone, um, it was just me and one other gentleman in the van. And it had been maybe about an hour, and we, I didn't really want anything to eat. But then I realized that, and this is before the days of uh, cell phones, or, I mean, it was cell phones, but they weren't very, very common. And a lot of the students, we didn't have the cell phones, and I told these people <laughs> I was going to go, of course I was going to pick them up because I will drop them off. We were from Missouri, going to Alabama. And I forgot well, I dropped people off. I knew, like, the uh, restaurants, but I did not know where anything was. I didn't know the street names and all these kind of things. I just kind of dropped people off randomly. And then I said to the other guy who was with me, I was like, at first I asked him, uh, do you know where we are? He was like, nope. I was like, I don't know where I'm at. I don't know, I don't know where to go or, or how to pick them up. And he said something very, very powerful. He said, um, and then we was kind of job. I was driving around. He just said, "The Lord direct our path." And as soon as he said that, I felt like uh, to look up in the air. You know, I look up in the sky in front of me, and guess what I seen? I didn't see Jesus. I didn't see the King of Kings, but I seen the Burger King sign. You know, <laughs> that's where I dropped off the very first person. So I was able to go over there. It was like a sign hanging up high in the air. You know, where I was able to get to it, and I was able to pick them up, and I was able to pick up everyone else on the way from there. So that, to me, was very, very interesting little example of our Father, very small circumstances of God, our Father directing our path. Um, but a lot of us, we struggle in life to find our calling, even though, even after we have graduated from high school, college, or whether it would be a trade school or whatever it is. Some of us, uh, we even struggle to find our calling for years. 
even after we've got our degree or our training, we're still trying to find our purpose or trying to find our calling. Uh, what are we created to do? And I believe our Father God, he has a specific purpose for each and every one of us, and I believe he wants us to know this purpose. Um, one scripture I would like to give, actually the first scripture I'd like to give an example of is, uh, it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And that is a very, very, very popular scripture. Coming from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 19, Jeremiah 29, verse I'm sorry, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. And um, the first part of this scripture says, I know the plans I have for you. Um, But we have to realize that our Father, He has a plan for each and every one of us. Each and every one of us, no matter what country you're from, no matter how old or young you you are, um, no matter your gender, no matter what it is, even if you're kids, you know, it doesn't matter. Our Father has a plan for you, you know. Uh, I watch a lot of different videos, and some of the videos that I like is uh, like the uh, the near-death experience videos I see online. I've seen many of them, and I heard many testimonies. And, you know, one thing in, in several of the videos I heard is uh, that there's a library up there in heaven, and in the library, um, they talk about these books being in this library, and it's... Uh, the people who visited there, they said that it was actually a book with their name on it, and it kind of like uh, told of things that they were that they were supposed to accomplish or things they were supposed to do while they were down here on this earth. Um, and of course, a lot of books they said they weren't finished yet, and some of them were kind of like more forward in years beyond their life. You know that they were able to see glimpses of things. Um, so that's right there, those testimonies are, are very, very interesting. And uh, these books that our father has, I believe that's like many things that people that happen to them. I believe they are actually seeing these things. And that each one of us, too, we have a book right there in heaven in the library. I guess I'm not sure that's what they call up there. Of things that we're supposed to accomplish in our life, of things that we are called to in our life. Um, and especially uh, God, he has a plan for us. And we can see this in Scripture, and we can know that God has a plan for us in this way because we see it written actually in Scripture. Um, you know, <laughs> we see it written actually in Scripture, not for ourselves personally, but outside of God, he always has a pattern in heaven of what he wants done on earth. Um an example of this is Hebrews chapter 8, verse 5. Actually, before I get to that one, I want to also mention that, uh, um, where is that? Actually, no, I'll mention that later. But, uh, so Hebrews 8, chapter 5, it says, uh, they serve a system, they serve in a system of worship that is only a copy, a shadow of the real one in heaven, for when Moses was getting ready to build a tabernacle, God gave him a warning. Be sure that you make everything according to the pattern I have shown you, 
here on the mountain. So Hebrews 8, 5, you know, when the, the, the Hebrews, the Jewish people, Moses, Abraham, not really Moses, so much of them. Um, so whenever they worshipped in that temple, you know, the temple that uh, actually Solomon, he was the one who actually built it. But he was give, given a pattern, of course, from his father, and it was passed on generations, but it was originally given to Moses. Um, and it was patterned at the one in heaven. So if God has a, a plan for the building, if God has a, a book or a plan, patterns, or, um, or scrolls, or temples, or certain buildings here on earth, guess what? He has a plan for you. <laughs> He has a pattern for you. He has a scroll for you of uh, things that um, you're supposed to accomplish, things you're supposed to do, ways you're supposed to go. Um, and even though this scripture 85 is talking about a pattern for a building, we know that our lives are more complex than a building. But our Father, you know, he's way more complex than us. His, his ways are beyond finding out many of them. But God still has a pattern for us that we need to follow in our lives, things that we're supposed to do, whether you're supposed to be a doctor, lawyer, engineer, teacher, whatever those things may be, um, minister. Um, so even though it is a book in heaven that is written, and many of us, you know, we haven't had the near-death experiences and we don't have access to that book, which kind of like, man, oh, man, what am I to do? <laughs> You know, because most of us don't want to have those uh, near-death experiences. I'm sure I, I do not want to have it. Um, if it does happen, you know, I pray that I, I see the Father. But I'm not necessarily looking forward to having or visiting heaven until the rapture, you know. Um, but until that time and while we are here and if you don't have the near-death experiences, guess what? We can give, we can have glimpses or pieces of what's in that book on the pattern in heaven, our Father, through the Holy Spirit, He reveals it to us. Um, and He reveals it to us. Um, and He only reveals it in bits and pieces. And I'm not sure the reason for, I'm not positively sure the reason for, um, uh, why he only gives us the bits and pieces of information instead of the whole entire book, which seems like that would be very helpful. Um, if we knew, like, every single detail, like, oh, okay, let me go to this college, let me, let me go over here and get this job, you know. Um, very, very, let me walk on this side of the street, <laughs> this street you know. Uh, but I think it might be uh, probably, if we probably did have that book, we would try to, do everything we can to make it happen in a book, and we might end up actually working against it. Maybe that's why he doesn't reveal it to us. Or maybe our father, he wants to keep on surprising us uh, again and again. So, uh, or, or maybe he he just wants to uh, not let the enemy know what's going on. So he just wants to give him bits and pieces, like an information revelation control, you know. So he doesn't want your adversary knowing what's going on totally. Because if he knew, you know, even um, when uh, he sent Jesus the cross, Jesus down the cross, he said, uh, um, he says that he, if he had known what he was doing, if he knew that killing Jesus was going to bring all those people, 
of, of righteousness for God, if he would not have done it. So I believe also that is the case of us. There are things that we're going to do, and the enemy might see them as tits or pitfalls for us. But um, if he know what was going to happen in that for that situation, if many people going to get saved or blessed, or even you might be saved, the enemy probably would have never, never stepped up that booby trap. You know, he would have been like, man, I should have never did that. I should have never messed with that person like that. Um, another scripture that comes to mind is First Corinthians chapter 13, verses 9 to 12. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 9 to 12. For we know in part, we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I was understood as a child. I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now, this is the verse part, part I want to focus on. This is verse 12. For now, we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. And then it says, but now I know in part, and then I prophesy in part. So basically saying, right now we don't know everything. Number one, we see limitedly because we're human, especially humans, you know. So there are things that we're not going to all the way, there are things we're not going to understand all the way just because of us being who we are, you know. But we can't let that be used as an excuse, you know. We cannot let that be used as an excuse. Um, so how how can we know um, our call and direction? Um, what he's calling is if is he calling me to ministry. Well, one thing that we need to do is surrender. We need to surrender to the, the will of the Holy Spirit, the will of Jesus Christ, the will of God the Father. We do that. How? Um, Matthew chapter 18, verses 2 to 4. I, I know I'm jumping around a little bit with the scriptures tonight, but Matthew chapter 18, verse 2 to 4. Is he called out a little children to him and placed the children among them. And he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest of the kingdom of heaven. So we surrender. <laughs> we surrender by, by becoming like a child. When we become like children, guess what? We are willing to be led. Um, that is a key to finding our calling and our purpose. Um, the key is not to becoming, okay, when I'm 18 years old, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do my, I can do my job, I'm going to get a job, go to college or whatever. Um, the key is not graduating, to find our calling, not graduating from college or selecting a degree or graduating from a trade school even going to seminary school. Now, those may be paths that you take along the way, but before you go along those paths, the key is to surrender, to, to become like a child. And that right there is almost easier. Um, it's one of those things that's easier to say than to do. Especially if you're grown, grown up, you know, like, man, I, I'm like an adult, you know. How can I become a child? 
you know, um, hey, if you had that question, uh, Nicodemus, he also had a similar question that was like that in uh, John chapter 3. John chapter 3, it says, uh, let me read that one. It says, now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. And he came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher who has come from God, but no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with them. And Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. And watch this with Nicodemus says. He said, how can someone be born again when they are old? Nicodemus said, surely they cannot enter a second time until their mother is going to be born. And then, that's, so that's the thing, again, it's like Jesus, he's always talking about being born again, and then he's talking about uh, having a child, coming like a, a, a child, you know. Um, so it's not necessarily us. Like that movie, The Big, when they when the boy made the wish to the genie, he became a child again. He was no, he was a child, and an adult body. He still wanted to do things in an adult way. So it's not having to do anything with age. It has to do with our mind, our mindset, our how our spirit is. If we were willing to yield and surrender. Um, verse five it goes on to say, Jesus answered, "Really, really, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and spirit." Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to the things of spirit. You should not be surprised by my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear a sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born in the spirit. And then Nicodemus said in verse 9, how can this be? And you know, of course, this is talking about salvation. But um, you can also use this in talking about being there by the spirit or surrendering and becoming like a child. How can somebody become a child when they're already adult? Because they already know so much about us changing our mindset. It's not about us, okay, getting a a sucker or or getting uh, one of those dinky things, you know, those sacrifices, all those kind of things. No, it's not about that, you know. Um, it's about a mindset. I guess like one of the best ways I can think of to explain it, even though like some of these examples I'm gonna give you, the first few of them I don't really believe in. Um, you know, when and my parents they did not teach me this, but I know some parents who do teach their kids this, but they teach their kids when they were younger about the tooth fairy or Santa Claus. Um and not just those things, but reasons why you should Look both ways before you cross the street and don't get in the car with strangers. Um, now, when you're young, you know, you may not fully understand why you should not get in a car with a stranger, but they won't. Or usually children won't because their parents have told them don't do that. Or um, a, a kind of nicer example is uh, maybe like uh, the night before Christmas, you know, you like keep can't go to sleep party you when you're a kid because you waited for a guy in a red suit to come down and bring some presents, eat the cookies, drink the milk that he left. <laughs> you know, and just think about like this, all the things that's going on through that through that kid that kid's mind with emotions. You know, he or she, you know, 
in a, in a moment like, man, when am I going to get it? Have I been good or have I bad? I'm going to get a cold sack or whatever. I'm going to get that bike that I've been wanting or that video game system and all these kind of things. The kid, I mean, we didn't believe in, you know, it's kind of when we were younger, but just thinking about the imagination of, of the kid and mind of the kid because they believe in all these things because that's what their parent is telling them, you know, they're not real, but they actually believe in these things and they're anticipating um, because they're children. And even likewise, when a stranger comes or maybe offers to pick up the kid, you know, and then something will come into their mind like, no, no, don't get in that car. I need to scream. I need to run away. I need to do this or that because my parents have, have told me or, or guided me in that direction. Um, so those are ways that we are kind of had to be led and guided by the Spirit and finding our calling, finding our direction. Um, our scripture, I wanted to give you also Romans 8, 14, it says, For those who are led by the Son of the, the Spirit of God are the children of God. Romans 8, 14 says that. For those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of of God. Um, so the Holy Spirit, he'll, he'll lead you, guide you, and direct you. I was um, telling a friend of mine, he wanted, he was, uh, wasn't sure of if he would, uh, should be called into ministry. Um, and he's trying to decide about college and school and all these type, types of things. And I told him, told him really, the ministry of calling, like it, traditionally people think of pastors, missionaries, people who go overseas and go witness, and there's nothing wrong with that. But there's all types of missions and there's all types of churches. You know, many of us may not see ourselves as pastors or leaders, you know, but by default, no matter who life we are in, guess what? If you're a believer, you're a Christian, guess what? Jesus tells you to do the Great Commission, whether you're a pastor or not, to go and preach the good news into all the world. And even if you don't say anything, guess what? People are looking at your life because it says you're a living epistle read among men. Although you may not have the title of pastor, deacon, evangelist, minister, guess what? To the people in your work environment, who you're working around, the people in your dormitory, um, the people I think the people who you work around, your family, guess what? In a sense, if you're a believer and they're not, you are, in a sense, that's almost kind of like your uh, your congregation or like your network. And you're the Father God's representative in that area. And... Um, you, you're called no matter what, 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 whatever your occupation is. So whether you, you actually are a pastor and you're doing that full-time and that's all you do, that's what you get paid for, but you might be an engineer, you might be a doctor, you might be um, a secretary, you might be a librarian, a school teacher. I had a, a gym teacher when I was in elementary school, and he would guess what he would say every morning when I had that class, to everyone, it'd be like right before he called the attendance, he said, uh, you probably can't say it these days, but he said, anybody bring their Bible today? 
people see me say that, you know, Bible, and I'm like, you think I'm in the sixth grade or something when he said that. But like, I know about the Bible, but I did not bring it. I didn't bring it to school, but he was being a, a witness, even though he was a gym teacher, he was a coach, Coach Mitchell. He would say that anybody bring their Bible today. Um, so, and, and that right there, you know, he was not, like, in, in seminary school or anything like that. He was still called to minister in that way. And I guess one thing when I'm saying this evening is uh, that we all, as believers, called to be ministers, evangelists, um, and pastors, whether we like it or not. Now, some of us are on a higher level where we're actually doing it at a church or maybe it's a home church or or something like that. Um, like in, in uh, China, they have, and I think Russia too, I'm not sure, but I know definitely in China and North Korea and a lot of those persecuted nations, they have what they call home churches or underground churches where they have a pastor and no one can know who he is. But then they go and meet in people's basements. They meet out in the wilderness. They meet in caves. They meet in all different kind of locations far, far away from the government where no one can know, you know, and then during the daytime, they might they might be like a farmer. They might be working in one of the factories or all those types of things, you know. Um, that's one of the keys to my prayer. But that's that's what the uh, message is this evening: how to find your calling. Uh, number one is you surrender. You become like a child. You surrender. You yield to the Holy Spirit. You yield to His direction. Um, to what he is calling you to do. And number two, that's right, the first one I said, but know that he has a plan for you, okay? You're not here by mistake. You're not here by randomness. I don't care how you got here on this earth. You are here for a purpose, you know, even though, even though you might have been through anything, you may have been adopted. Um, you might be homeless. You might be on your way to being homeless. You might be unemployed. You might think your job title is insignificant. That's what none of those things, the things that we value in this world, job titles and all those kind of things, our Father, he is pleased with those, but that's not how he measures us so much as he measures us by our heart, and that's what he gives us our title. Um, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in this evening my blog talk podcast um, and I I guess I'll close in the prayer this evening if you have any um, questions or concerns about it you can leave a comment on the video um, to any of the uh, media outlets you have on there to the blog talk to the YouTube the Vimeo um, or it's a couple other ones that we use and I cannot think of their name or you can send me an email, directly an email. My email is drmirj, D-R-M-E-R-E-J-A-Y, gmail.com. That's drmirj, gmail.com. So, um, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your blessing. Father, we ask you that you would lead us and guide us and direct us, Father. Um, help this nation, Father, Lord. Help us and guide us. We'd like to help our legislators, Father, Lord. Our judicial system, like the executive system, Father, help our Congress, our mayors, Father, 
of our school teachers out there, students, do they have a, a great pleasurable break to protect them from all hurt, harm, and danger? Um, let our teachers have a good rest out of the morning, come back ready for the school year. And um, these type of families to me is protect them from all hurt, harm, and danger. Cover them, protect all those who are listening. Cover draw us closer towards you in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Um, amen. Well, I thank you, Father. I'd like to thank everyone to uh, tune in. I mean, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. I thank you because you're already tuned in. But I'd like to thank everyone who uh, tuned in this evening. Um, this continue to be needed. Just continue to um, be leading and guided and directed by the Spirit. I will talk with you soon. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.